Hey, hello there, arcade friends. We thought we'd do a little bit of an extra sort of bonus episode uh, because there were some games that we felt might be worthwhile covering that are outside of the the Apple Arcade subscription. Um, yeah, some notable ones that are you know might not necessarily or that might be available to people who aren't necessarily on Apple platforms or people who aren't, aren't subscribed to the Apple Arcade platform specifically. But we thought were worth you know, worth talking about because you know it's worth highlighting cool mobile games. So, the first one we thought might be worthwhile looking at is Mario Kart Tour, which came out from Nintendo pretty recently and has had some controversial thoughts about it, I've noticed on the internet since it came out. Uh, but Chris, you've been having a bit of a deep dive into it, I've heard over the last uh, week or so. I haven't looked into it quite as deeply, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game for sure, uh, especially considering it exists in a post-Apple Arcade world, so to speak. But uh, obviously Mario Kart has been a mainstay of Nintendo's for many, many years. It's a great multiplayer game to play with friends you know, over the internet or locally on the couch, and it tends to be a real easy pick-up-and-play sort of thing. So Mario Kart Tour on mobile, it's it's been interesting to see how that plays, uh, considering it's it's not compatible with controllers mm. it's uh it's a touch only game so you hold your phone upright in the portrait orientation and you essentially use use your thumb to to steer around corners or drift around corners and Stephen, i know that you've only played a little bit of it but i i do remember hearing that you had a little bit to say about how the control input sort of handles yeah i think it might be just because i've played so many other I guess regular console Mario Karts for so long that I'm I'm reasonably okay at them, I guess. Mm. And the fact when you start playing this game you choose between whether you want controls to drift or steer, and I guess that's just dependent on the way that you want prefer to play the game, but I found needing to be one or the other a little confusing maybe it's probably something that i'd be able to get used to if i would play it a little bit longer mm. but normally you know a drift is if i'm going around a corner and i know that i'll need a particular angle to to exit the corner whereas a standard steering might be necessary in different kinds of corners and it felt very unusual to have to choose one or the other but at the same time i think the way that they've decided to to make the game fully touch touch based so it's you know held in portrait you sort of slide left or right to determine how you steer sort of auto accelerate and you've got your weapons on your other up down swipes Mm. i don't know that there's any way they could have incorporated both steering and drifting without overcomplicating things yeah and i think that's one of the major selling points that they were going for was that this is going to be a pick up and play thing much like mario kart normally is but to an even greater degree because mobile kind of demands that immediate you know exactly how to play this within about five seconds of playing it because otherwise people might just give up and uninstall it. So you really, yeah. it's really crucial to get that simplicity up front. Yeah, yeah. And I think after spending a reasonable amount of time with Mario Kart Tour, I've I found the touch controls to be okay. Uh, they, they, they work well enough for what they're trying to do, but I did find on various occasions, especially when I was starting out, gee, when you're trying to drift around a corner, it's very easy to accidentally offload all your green shells and accidentally shoot all your items because if you're trying to drift around a corner and you move your thumb across the screen, it might sort of just misinterpret that as a, a slight upward or downward movement. And, and I think a tap does your weapons as well. So if you leave your 
or you know, get your finger off the screen for any microsecond, I'm guessing. it. Yeah, it can be interpreted, as you say, as a weapon shoot, which feels a little clumsy, but it's kind of part and parcel with touchscreen controls a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think it works well enough. I, I think initially it may seem a little bit clunky, and it's not perfect. It doesn't replace having a controller to, to steer around with. And there are other plenty of other racing games on mobile that have handled driving and drifting and steering in better ways than uh, than Mario Kart Tour. Like I think the the Asphalt series, uh, for example, mm. they they do a quite uh, quite good job and quite an intuitive uh, steering sort of methodology, which is quite good. Uh, but yeah, it's and other, other than that, it's here. It's it's Mario Kart. It's it is very pretty and colourful to look at. It's, mm. Its presentation is pretty slick, which you tend to expect from a Nintendo experience. But the thing that's really rustled quite a few jimmies uh, worldwide is uh, it's gee, there's uh, there's a lot of ways to spend real life money in this game. Yeah, that's it's the timing couldn't have been more interesting. We've got especially with because it's got a, a subscription part of it as well, yeah. from what I understand, which costs roughly if not exactly the same as apple arcade but it's a sort of in-game bonuses rather you know when you compare this money gets you access to a huge library of games that will never try and nickel and dime you and then you've got this one game that's asking the same amount for you know i guess grinding bonuses and stuff like that it's it's a it's an interesting comparison to make and then there's the fact that there's also the more sort of gacha system stuff that I looked into, which is mm. kind of Nintendo's mobile bread and butter at the moment. I think since Super Mario runs once off purchase didn't really work to their expectations. They've yeah. been doing like Dragalia Lost, Fire Emblem, and now this are all sort of roll roll the dice to try and get your favorite character again, mm. the, the five-star version of Marth or whatever it ends up being. And that's, it can be fun. You don't necessarily have to pay money into it, but yeah. if you want to, they'll give you as many ways as you could imagine to do so. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that and Mario Kart Tour and the recently released Pokemon Masters, I think it's called, uh, have fallen into the same trap where to uh, to get the in-game currency, which for Mario Kart Tour is referred to as rubies, and that's that's something that they dish out very slowly in game, in obviously an effort to try and get you to spend money to purchase rubies and you know, try and get the characters you want yep. out of a random chance uh, sort of, you know, as you say, a dice roll uh, mm. sort of thing, um, or a uh, a pull of the pipe as uh, the game yes. refers it to. Which I'm not sure if it's a double entendre or it's a, it's a <laughs> weed reference or something, but it sounds Gosh, I'd it sounds not a bit even considered that and. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think at the start of the game, the toad says, "Oh, why don't you fire up the pipe, you know, or something like that?" You know, sure, just, toad. Just, just light light the pipe. Yeah, yes, yes, toad. Yes, talking I, mushroom. I, I would, I would, I would love to partake of this uh, this pipe that you're referring to. <laughs> it's a it's a very uh, very weird phrasing that uh, lends itself to uh, any number of euphemisms. So, yeah, gosh. Uh, which which uh, when when you're as um, uh, yeah, when when you've got the sense of humor and the uh, you know the real real lowbrow sense of humor that I occasionally can delve into, it's uh, yeah, it's it's quite amusing. Yeah, I think the monetization is that's my most interesting part of it personally. It's I feel like most mobile games have they're good if you can play it without paying and still have a good time, but 
paying might, I don't know, give you certain bonuses. Like Hearthstones is my perfect example. You, I almost haven't put any money into that game and mm. I can just play it enough that, and I don't feel like I'm grinding either. I sort of just get enough from it that I, you know, get enough chance to get the card packs that I want and I get, you know, cool ability to make the decks that I want to use. And then, and I feel like it's a, it's a tightrope that needs to be walked by a lot of mobile developers is how much you give away versus how much opportunity or how much you push people into paying. And because you need, they need some sort of income to justify, especially these ongoing service games that have ongoing Mm. costs involved there needs to be money coming in somehow and finding that balance is very, very difficult. And absolutely, because there's I, I firmly believe that there's nothing inherently wrong with in-app purchases or microtransactions mm. because they can be done well and they can can add genuine value to to players. But as you say, it's gotta it's gotta be done well. And I think Marikart Tour uh, does it in a not very very well executed manner and the the main issue here is Mario Kart Tour by virtue of the name you're touring around different locations so every week you're racing in a slightly different uh, track and uh, f- for every week it's a different character to unlock who has a very very low percentage chance of you unlocking when you spend rubies to uh. have a fire of the pipe <laughs> so the the main issue there is the time sensitivity around it. You've got such a short amount of time. So you've either got to play a lot in a very short space of time to grind rubies to unlock these characters, or you've got to spend money. Yeah. Whereas something like, uh, like Hearthstone or a lot of these games, they'll have in-game promotions, but... It's not like oh, this card is only available for this week. Mm. Um, you can you know you can still play over a longer period of time and yeah, sort of bide your time there. But I think the the best way to summarize Mario Kart Tour is this: this is the perfect example of a game that would benefit from the Apple Arcade ethos of no in-game uh, in-app purchases and mm. that sort of thing because that sort of promise of ongoing income i don't know what it's based on but i assume there's yeah. a promise of ongoing income without needing to do these i don't know psychologically interesting monetization methods it's yeah it's, it's a stark contrast and as i say it's something that could potentially benefit from that different monetization method yeah so i mean in in summary mario kart tour is is good fun. Mm. I've found the racing to be good fun, but uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that's too way too heavily reliant on random chance and gearing towards hey purchase these shiny rubies and spend some stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think think Nintendo for some more uh, perhaps ethical uh, sort of gaming practices, they they might need to look into what uh, what others are doing in this space. Yes, yeah. It will be interesting to see how the entire space reacts to this. We're in the very early times at the moment, but yeah, something to keep an eye on. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. 